Thank you all for tuning in to the Your Edge podcast. I'm Therese Van Ryn, Global Director of Public Relations at Zebra Technologies. And today we're going to be taking a closer look at the supply chain, specifically through the lens of small businesses. Here to help us break down the current challenges and talk through potential solutions are Mark Wheeler, Director of Supply Chain Solutions at Zebra, and Xavier Villarreal, one of our senior sales directors. They both spend a lot of time with small businesses drilling down into manufacturing, logistics, and fulfillment issues, and I think you'll be interested to hear what advice they have to offer. Thank you both for taking the time to be here with us. Thank you, Therese. Great to be here. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it seems like supply chain issues are dominating the news right now, and the pandemic isn't the only thing impacting production or fulfillment capabilities. Mark, can you talk briefly about what's happening behind the scenes that is making it hard for some of us to find our favorite foods or get the materials needed for home renovation projects, for example? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on uh, behind the scenes, and I think at one level we're we're all really experiencing the cumulative effects of a number of disruptors to to the supply chain. You know, number one, material shortages are a reality, a reality for many of us, and they're driven by mismatches, let's say, between demand and supply. They're exacerbated by limited labor availability, which we hear a lot about these days. In some cases, transportation capacity is an issue; it's a limiting factor. And I think we're probably all aware of the worldwide uh, semiconductor shortage, and that's affecting a lot of products and industries. So, you know, we see the impact of this across the board, as I said, in particular about uh, labor here in North America. And this is affecting supply chain performance for, for many operators, both on-premise, whether that's manufacturing or, or distribution and warehousing, as well as in uh, transportation uh, capacity, you know, over the road is affected by this as well. So this is a disruptive environment, and we're all kind of collectively negotiating our way through. Um, and, you know, at one level, I think this should, you know, make us appreciate how well-tuned the supply chain has been uh, in the past and maybe be more aware of some of the underlying assumptions upon which uh, our supply chain practices are built. And those assumptions include, you know, availability of labor, uh, transportation and, and other kinds of assets, uh, responsiveness of suppliers, visibility to demand or or predictability of demand, uh, as well as uh, visibility to our internal operations uh, and supply. And I would imagine that these supply chain challenges are more than just an inconvenience for business owners, right? Whether you depend on the supply chain to meet your customers' expectations or you're a company within the supply chain, someone's depending on you to get them what they want or need. And if you can't do that, they'll go out, go elsewhere. Would you agree, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a, a really a critical issue for, for many supply chain operations of various sizes and, and types. And you know, as we said, you know, it's, it's become very obvious to many operators that having visibility uh, and, and information when they're trying to deal with the unforeseen or the unanticipated is really critical. You know, how can you best react to events um, and then how to best, uh, you know, minimize the disruptions to, to our end customers. You know, so fundamentally for many, it comes down to knowing with a very high degree of confidence the location, the condition of inventory, location, condition of assets, and it's really foundational to all of that. Yeah, Mark, I agree with you, man. Many small businesses, as we see, rely on a handful of customers uh, sort of as their, as their main source of revenues, uh, which makes them very dependent on delivering products and services quickly, right? 
So we are receiving more calls from customers asking for, you know, items like omni-channel and real-time inventory movement solutions, um, sort of as their concerns for servicing uh, increases. So certainly agree with you. Mm-hmm. Great points. Let's talk specifically about supply chain reliant businesses for a moment. So retailers, restaurants, hotels, even residential service providers that become dealers for equipment manufacturers. Do you find that smaller companies in these categories have the same supply chain issues as their larger counterparts, perhaps just on a different scale? For example, I would imagine they're as impacted by the delivery driver shortage as everyone else, but do they also have to be worried about being deprioritized on a fulfillment list or absorbing the higher cost of shipping? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll respond. Certainly, I feel like the answer is yes. I feel like smaller companies have the same issues as many of their larger counterparts. Uh, and unfortunately, in many cases, they are not directly managing portions of the supply chain. You know, for instance, delivery drivers, um, you know, uh, as a portion of it, and the need they need to rely on third-party providers. Uh, in this case, there is potential for being deprioritized. And I believe all companies are feeling the hikes in shipping costs. So, yeah, not just the larger enterprises. Yeah, I agree you know, completely. And and um, they are absolutely facing many of the same issues. You know, we just find with uh, the scale of the operations, you know, the solution to those problems, you know, will often be different for a smaller enterprise as opposed to a larger one. That's very insightful. Are there things they can do to minimize those impacts, perhaps ways to negotiate better with suppliers or adjust sourcing strategies to avoid long fulfillment delays for their customers? I'm sure the last thing they want is to lose a customer because a bigger competitor can offer the same thing faster or at a lower price. Yeah, I think finding the right suppliers is critical to me. Uh, to me, the old adage, you know, you get what you pay for is true here. And in many cases, you may pay a few more cents per mile for the delivery of a, uh, a portion of your supply or a little bit more for a component that you need. However, ensuring on-time and accurate deliveries to your customers is vital. I'd also say that you know, we recommend selecting suppliers that have easy-to-use visibility and forecasting tools. Uh, that usually helps offset potential setbacks and availability. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of companies today are really taking a fresh look at their inventory policies. So not only looking at the suppliers, uh, but at the inventory policies around uh, uh, such as, you know, safety stock uh, to account uh, for the current situation. Of course, safety stock takes into account a lot of different factors to get to the right number. And, and a big part of that is how predictable is the lead time from this supplier. And so that becomes, a you know, a key factor. And smaller manufacturers, logistics providers, and warehouse operators are probably in the same boat, right? They must execute at a level that's equivalent to larger companies with more resources. So are there steps they can take to increase their operational efficiency and capacity to make their business look bigger or perform on a comparable scale? Yeah, they they really have to. You know, um, I think all customers expect, you know, whomever we buy from, right, we expect responsiveness. We expect visibility to order status. We expect that to be communicated effectively. Of course, we expect accurate damage-free shipments. Uh, so supply chain operators have to be smart about their use of technology, you know, and uh, so the, the customer expectations are very, very similar. And fortunately, many of the tools that are available that are used in larger companies are readily available to smaller operators. And, you know, some of those would include wearable technology, 
or even physical automation through some of the newer, uh, you know, mobile robotics uh, solutions. Mm, interesting. What about a small retailer that's also producing, storing, and shipping its own goods? They have to manage a much larger component of the supply chain, so they may need to solve for 10 issues instead of just three. What advice would you give them, and is there something they should focus on first and then build upon? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of complexity there, but, I mean, foundational to all of that is getting control of the business. And what I mean by that is, you know, starts with getting control of inventory. So from raw materials, work in process, finished goods, and, and, and et cetera, uh, do you know with a very high degree of certainty exactly what you have and exactly where? And that really becomes the first thing to get right. And if you don't have that, you know, get that right. For low-volume operators, um, you know, it's less critical to opt- optimize the specific way that's accomplished. So, you know, you might have a handheld device that's general purpose that you could use for any process within the four walls, you know, receiving through shipping in a warehouse, for example, and it might not be the ergonomic solution for every operator, but at low volume, uh, it, it'll get the job done, it'll do it well, and, and it'll give you that level of control that you need. And then as you grow in volume or in sophistication, you know, as, you, as the business grows, then you can look at the individual operations and say, okay, how do we optimize this? How do we optimize the way data is presented to the user? How do we optimize uh, the way information is captured and, and how you know, moves are error-proofed? Yeah, Mark, I couldn't agree more, man. You know, uh, getting control of internal processes is certainly important. Uh, We also consult our customers to think more about forecasting and the importance there. You know, accurate forecasting allows you to set the proper expectations with suppliers and your customers. (laughs) And then you can leverage a strong vendor relationship to take advantage of their buying power and the partnerships upstream. Uh, This partnership can make a huge impact in delivering the right product at the right time in many cases. By working with small businesses, have you found they have some advantages that may be overlooked when trying to navigate supply chain issues? For example, do they have more flexibility to find alternative suppliers or partners to maintain business continuity and keep their customers happy? In my opinion, absolutely. I think being smaller can be an advantage. There are less hoops to jump through when servicing customers. When you need to pivot, you can do so much more quickly than a larger corporation, per se. While you may have negotiated terms with suppliers, you know, finding a supplier to take your business last minute uh, can be quite easy in some cases. You know, while the total cost may be a little bit more than a contracted price, servicing the customer is a priority and being nimble can help, you know, keep them satisfied. Yeah, I think we're in a we're in a market where many markets are changing quite rapidly. Um, even without the disruptors, you know, from that are, you know, somewhat due to uh, the pandemic, we still see you know rapid evolution of of e-commerce and and the way the product is getting to market. So in a time of rapid change and <laughs> a time of uh, uncertainty, I think being able to adapt quickly, uh, you know, should help smaller operators uh, compete. And speaking of small business operators, I have one uh, conducting some lawn care for me today at this time. This is such an amazing discussion that I hate to end it. Uh, Hopefully it's not too disruptive. But once things start to stabilize, I'm sure companies will be assessing what they can do now to better prepare for the next disruptive event. Maybe they're already looking at that now. 
right, just to bolster their supply chain agility and, res- and resilience. What should they keep in mind when having those conversations within their teams or even with partners and suppliers? Yeah, uh, we see a lot of operators that are uh, taking that idea of su- supply chain agility and resilience uh, much more uh, seriously Um you know, in the C-suite maybe than uh, it would have been in the past. And so really looking at the supply chain very carefully to understand how they can, uh, you know, make the supply chain more resilient. Part of the answer to that is improving operational visibility. If you, if you know what you've got and where it is, then you can you know, at least uh, have the foundation to react. You know, part of it is to look at those assumptions that you know, over the last, uh, say, year and a half or so have proved to be uh, invalid. And so that might be supply chain or, or I'm sorry, supplier availability, you know, transportation capacity, labor availability, demand variability, you know, what's caused you the most amount of pain and and how can you uh, mitigate that going forward? And some of that mitigation may involve, uh, you know, technology on the floor, edge technology to improve the ability to, to see and react uh, to reality. So improving operational visibility, looking at that, those, uh, those inventory policies uh, around safety stock, how can you maximize labor effectiveness? So certainly a lot of focus on that uh, with technologies such as wearable technology, uh, where we can take jobs and make them you know, more productive and uh, more accurate, and physical automation. So uh, auto, uh, the automation that's available today with the mobile robotics, it can be deployed in a small operation. It can be deployed in a way that is very low risk, uh, and yet it's still scalable uh, to, to higher volumes. And then even taking that outside into the transportation space, you know, the transportation providers more than ever are able to provide uh, real-time status on in-transit and the, uh, yeah, even the basic, you know, ERP and uh, WMS TMS solutions out there are prepared to, to uh, leverage that data. Yeah. And Mark, again, I think you're spot on, man. Um, you know, to me, small businesses should ask themselves the hard questions, right? And then be honest with their answers, uh, while they may not have a ton of resources, uh, like some of their larger counterparts, planning should absolutely be prioritized. And I like the what if statements, right? What if my customer provides me with a purchase order that's much larger than what it is if the demand spikes? And what if one of my current vendors uh, cannot comply with what I'm asking for? And then I believe this should be acceptable ways to try and determine how best to tackle that next shift in the marketplace. Because you know, we've all seen it, right? We've been around. There will be um, uh, constant shifts that we're going to have to comply with. And staying in close contact with their customers and suppliers will help them remain um, relevant moving forward. Good point. Do you see the overall supply chain model changing in any major ways based on what's happened over the last 18 months? And if so, how will that impact small businesses' operational strategies? I, I do. I do believe the model will change as our on-demand economy will continue to expect to have things even faster in the future. You know, as a consumer, I feel like, oh, waiting 24 hours, that's too long. And so I think that's going to continue. Uh, and this will require all businesses to remain fluid in their supply chain model and also create um, and adopt best practices ongoing. Yeah, I think we're we're still in the early stages of, you know, what is a, a real um Called a rapid evolution or maybe a revolution in the way product gets to, uh, uh, to market. Um, and for a lot of 
situations. That means locally staged inventory with very rapid fulfillment. I think we're still in the midst of that that evolution. And small enterprises are not exempt from those customer expectations that continue to escalate. And it, you know, it presents opportunities and challenges. Well, thank you both for sharing your insights and advice. I know we're all paying very close attention to what's happening in the supply chain right now. So I hope our conversation will help small businesses work through some of the challenges they've faced and be better positioned to weather any disruptive events in the future. We want to see small businesses survive and thrive. Mark and Xavier, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you, Therese. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And to all of our listeners, if you'd like to hear more about what small business experts have to say about issues keeping you up at night, be sure to visit the Your Edge blog. And that's where we host all of our podcasts and contributor insights. Thank you for tuning in today, and we'll reconnect here soon. Until then, I'm Therese Van Ryn.